Welcome to Ability, a podcast where I talk to people with different disabilities to hear their stories. I wouldn't expect anyone to know what life is like for someone who can't walk, can't see, or can't hear. But we have a responsibility to learn and grow throughout our lives, and this podcast is meant to help, to get a little bit of that, to see what life is like for someone on the other side. Welcome to Ability. I'm your host, Jacob Holt, and in this episode, I talk to Juan Gill. This is a really great episode. I'm going to let Juan speak for himself. Let's jump right in. So how are you doing? Good. I'm doing great. First of all, I just want to say thank you so very much for giving me this opportunity to speak to you and to your loyal guests and listeners. Yeah, thanks so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. Tell me about your disability as if I know nothing. A, I was born with CP in Medellin, Colombia back in 1985. 1985. And sorry, not 1985, 1981. What am I talking about? And I was in a point in time where my family and I, we were we were financially very stable, very financially, you know, not wealthy, but we could have, you know, managed. So that was an issue. I came to the States when I was in 1985, when I was about five, five years old and um, 1985, 1986. And I pretty much, they wanted me to be here for me to get a better education as well as get better fundamentals of what it is to have a disability at the end of the day. So based on that, I started uh, going to school like every other kid would uh, in elementary school. Then I went to middle school. But between the ages of middle school, I mean, between the ages of elementary school and middle school, I got a gentleman, he was a teacher in the physical therapy department that told me, you're really good. You're really good at sports. I'm like, really? I'm just a kid that's in a chair that's visually impaired and physically impaired. I have CP. I'm like, so what? I'm like, but you're good. I'm like, okay, fair enough. So what he said that I'm good at was track sports. And uh, since the age of nine years old, I've been doing track sports and uh, triathlons and marathons, as well as uh, hand cycling, as well as rowing, and a plethora of other track and field sports, and gold ball for people that are visually impaired, and so on and so forth. So not to beat on my own uh, horn or toot my own horn like they say, my own drum, but I just felt that the best way how to do what I do is through the avenue of sports and advocacy. So that's pretty much what I do. I then, several years later, about maybe a year and a half ago, I got involved with a woman with a podcast called Butterflies of Wisdom. Her name is Wynn Kelly Charles. And she really inspired me and opened my eyes to be a podcast host as well as her co-host and her host for her daily podcast show that she puts on iTunes and that has really opened my sense of being to a better cause to be honest with you. 
When did you first realize you were different? When did I first realize when I was different? Well, I feel that I think I I realized when I was different when I was uh, in elementary school, middle school, when I knew I had a gift to educate and to perform to a higher peak and a higher value to showcase that my disability is not a disability. It's a ability. So the ability was for me to showcase that no matter what any disability is, there's always an ability. There's always a willpower to continue. I always have this model that your disability is not your catalyst. Your disability is your driving force to continue. Don't let your disability stop you. Let it empower you. What was it like for you growing up? And what was uh, grade school like for you? Well, I was uh, when I went to grade school, because I did say that I have CP and I'm legally blind. All my life, I went to ESE classes, special education classes, as well as some mainstream classes when I was younger, when I was in uh, elementary school. So I always had challenges. Uh, I still have challenges to today. I have something called Dandy Walker, Dandy Walker Syndrome. So that, in a, in a sense, titles me as having a learning disability. But to me, things that were very visual, I've been a visual learner all, all my life. So to me, that things that are very, very visual, I'm able to learn very, very quickly. I have my MCSC. I have my master's in computer engineering. I have, I started just tinkering with 3D printers and stuff like that. So when it came to technology, I really got it. I got the sense of putting things together and putting one plus one equals two in in a sense. Were you always interested in technology, even as a child? I would I would say yes. I um, I remember that I stayed hours on end in my first computer class when I was in elementary school. We had an Apple IIe, so all my life I've been introduced to Apple computers and stuff like that, and. I really, really, truly enjoyed it. And then when I was, uh, I went to the, um, a program for the blind in a summer camp. And then there was a teacher that really saw that I had the empathy in the understanding of computers. So I helped her start writing programming language and so on and so forth for her when I was 11 years old. And I, it felt great. It felt fun. Uh, so everything that I do uh, even in the podcast that I do with uh, Win Charles, is that I make things fun and dynamic and uplifting. If it's not, why do it? Why you know? Why even attempt it? That's that's the way I see it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Even as a young child, I found computers were something that gave my life a bit of purpose. I could use a computer just as well as anyone else. And I have always had a love for technology and computers, so I completely understand. 
Now, what type of disability do you have? You have CP, you have spinal bifida. What do you have? I have osteogenesis imperfecta, type 3. Oh, wow. You have osteogenesis. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Have you thought about writing a book or have you thought about doing anything? Because that's very, that's very unique. For some reason, a lot of people lately have been asking me if I'm going to write a book. I don't know what that means per se. I must be really interesting. I don't know. But a lot of people lately have been asking me. I think that I'm still pretty young to write a book. I would like to grow more in who I am and have more life experiences before I write a book. I also get a bit annoyed when someone really young, especially a celebrity, writes a book about themselves like they know everything. I definitely don't know everything, and I have a lot more to learn and a lot more to do. But maybe someday I'll give a try at writing a book. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And uh, based on what you're saying, same thing. A Win Charles uh, approached me one day and said, why don't you write a book about yourself? And I said, exactly the same thing that you said. It's like, I'm 32 years old uh, at the time. I'm 35 now. Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of accolades. I'm very well known. I sit on a lot of boards. Uh, I have the, um, I have the thumb, my thumb in the, you know, in the pulse of the d disability advocacy world. Um, I'm very respected. I, um, I've started, uh, you know, I've started several organizations and so on and so forth. I've gone through the concepts of all that, but really start a book. That'll be cool, but I think I could do many, many more things than write a memoir about myself. But yeah, exactly what you feel. Now, I feel that I've started a lot of things and I stopped and started other ones. So in essence, right in front of me right now, I have a 2016 iMac. Full-blown iMac. I have not one, not two, not three. But four 3D printers, I have not one, not two, but three drones. And I have about five computers around me. And two VR headsets. I know you're saying to yourself, this guy is absolutely 100% insane. Hang on just a second. You say you're visually impaired, then why do you have VR headsets? You know, that sounds like a kind of uh, things that would go against each other there. You would think that, but the opposite is is actually the the concept. As a visually impaired person, because the VR headset is uh, in is it's essentially the lenses are right against my eyeballs, uh, between my glasses. So literally maybe an inch away, I am able to play video games and being in, in VR immersions that I would say, how is this possible? For example, being visually impaired, I, I'm legally blind and I see about between 40 to 50%. I still use JAWS. I still use a lot of things that require me to, you know, to utilize for me to say I'm legally blind. 
you know. But the point is that I was able to shoot fifty-two different people in this Western shoot a shooting game, and you know how how in the movies you have two people that are you know, and you have to do a quick draw and shoot somebody. I was able to shoot fifty-two people back to back to back to back. And then after that whole session, I said, by the way, I am blind. I'm legally blind. And I was able to do this. How cool is this? So, yeah. That's awesome. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? I think life. I think experiences. I think the opportunity to share my own life experience and to educate people brings me joy. I think that the worst concept is not doing it, not doing something about anything. For example, why why is it the fact that somebody has to go through struggles and make sure that life is to the best of their ability? If somebody, if somebody else could maybe give them the keys of understanding for you to go from A, maybe not to Z, but from A to to C, the letter C, quicker, instead of figuring out for themselves. So I really like doing that. I I like and I enjoy educating people, mentoring people, and making them feel empowered. That's what brings me joy in life. And when I do 3D printing, it brings me joy the fact that I'm able to print out a, a certain thing. And wow, I did this. I created this in 3D CAD and I have a tangible thing. To me, that's fun. To me, that's cool. What adaptations have you made to the world around you? Like, I know you mentioned things you use for your visual impairment, but what else? I have not really made any adaptations except for having computers, having assistive technology software that are built into these computers, and having 3D printed parts that I've created to put in, in a shower, or, or for example, a... I have, uh, because I have an actual YouTube, and I've created, uh, through 3D printing, a a device where I could put my iPhone or my 5D Mark III in as well. I could, you know, take out and take in different uh, concepts uh, for me to just uh, record my, my everyday life. So I'm like, I would say that I am... I wake up in the morning every day and my everyday job is to not only work with uh, Win Kelly Charles in Butterflies of Wisdom, but with uh, Florida Vision Technology. We are a low vision store that we proud, we pride ourselves in education, educating the community about visual aids and services that are there for them. So regardless of if you have macular degeneration or uh, any other visual deficit, you're able to see 
to the best of your ability. Again, everybody else, everybody is different. So we try to cater to them, their needs and their abilities. Sometimes you don't have to physically be seen. Sometimes seen is just using um, a brown note or a brown note touch or even just um, using a tape recorder. So stuff like that. What was your relationship like with your parents? What's my relationship like with my parents? Because I still have a relationship with my parents. It's great. It's uh, it's understandable. Uh, they understand me like I understand them. They've always given me a sense of being and a sense of worth, regardless of if we see life different. I've always been blessed to be unique in life. So at the age of 15 years old, I started having interviews and so on and so forth. So in a sense, my parents have always seen me in the spotlight, in the, um, in the, in, in the gleam of light and stuff like that. So I think they're proud of who I am and who I've become. Uh, my mom is a doctor in, uh, you know, in civil engineering. Uh, my aunt uh, works for a great university as well as she sits on the board of numerous organizations. And uh, several cousins of mine are zoologists. So, you know, I, I do, you know, I sit in a lot of different spectrums. I could... Uh, at any time, I could knock on somebody's door of my family members and say, hey, I want to do this. I want to try to educate people about disabilities in this type of realm. Um, my aunt also has uh, her international uh, business degree and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, w we've, we've done a lot for ourselves. Do you have any siblings? No, I do not. I am the only child. And being the only child makes you look at life differently. Makes you look at life like you need to showcase what you're worth. Because if not, the world is not going to stop for you. You need to make the world your oyster, because the the world is not going to be your oyster if you do not mail it to your concepts. So no, I don't have no siblings. I could say that because of that, maybe I have thousands of dollars worth of toys. That's the way I call it. A computer is a toy. A 3D printer is a toy. My, uh, my VR headsets are toys. My uh, gaming systems are toys. My everything around me, you know, to me, it's great. It's luxury. Is it needed to to live life uh, fully? No. Do I want my luxuries? Yes. Do I feel spoiled? No. Do I feel that I am empowered? Maybe. But why not? Why can't you feel empowered? If you could have any job, if education, cost, and physical ability were not a factor, just pure enjoyment... What would you most like to do? I would love to run a um, 
a computer company that doesn't only do computers, but does adaptations for people with disabilities to make other people able to do stuff. I look at Texas Instrument, and they have a branch where they give computers that are donated to people that are blind. These are not great computers, but they give them. And at a cost value of $100, so that's great. I look at Shake Lake Miami, where it's a non-for-profit, and their everyday mission is to showcase that sailing and water sports are amazing. I've been a f- I've been one of the founder, uh, not founders, but I've been one of like the poster childs for that organization. So that's great. A uh, dive heart, dive heart is a uh, diving organization, non for profit that enables individuals how to dive and not only scuba diving. So at the end of the day, I would love to create a plethora of opportunities to empower others and pretty much figure out where people where these organizations stop educating and stop with their you know resources and continue from there so it's very unique i think that you know i would love to have a great job where i could educate and i could give back to the community at the end of the day so if you'll allow me to boil that down to see if I understand it, is that you want to would then ideally, you know, work at or lead a company that would just make the world a better place in any way that that's possible. Does that sound like what you said? Pretty much, yes. Um, to educate, to empower, to show what's possible and to have it towards people that are you know that have disabilities uh, people that are low income is something ideal um but in the nor you know in, in the actual world i would love to work for google i would love to work for microsoft i would love to work for apple uh, in showcasing that people with disabilities can work in a high paying job at the end of the day that's fantastic. Uh, how do you think people see you? I don't know. I don't know because sometimes people see me in the blind community. I'm not shunned, but I am looked at as a mav as a mavic. I am looked at as a at somebody that likes to show off. I am looked at as somebody that wants to better himself, and because of that pushes everyone to their greatest limit and that's great but people don't accept that just because people don't like change i hate when people don't ask the right questions i'm the type of person that asks really strong and prevalent questions to get dynamic answers and people just don't like that so it's really really difficult i think that I try to make a job out of everything and an opportunity out of everything. If you ask me, have I gone to a vacation in the last 15 years? I would say no, because everything that's around me, I always look at it where there's a job opportunity and there's a there's a place for me to educate somebody. Like going to Disney World or whatever, at the end of the day, 
I'm, I look at myself like I'm having fun or whatever, but I'm educating a, uh, a member of the, uh, uh, of the cast about disabilities. A, when, when I'm scuba diving, I could be in Bali or I could be down in Cozumel, Mexico with Dive Heart, or I could be in the Grand Cayman. And these are great places, but I'm educating. I'm educating able-bodied individuals how to work with people that are disabled or physically abled in a different way. How do you wish people would see you? As an educator, as a leader, as a um, teacher, as a resource, as a friend, as somebody that's there to educate people. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody looks at life differently. Who inspires you? Or who do you look up to? It doesn't have to be someone disabled or famous or any of those things. Just who inspires you? Who inspires me is four people in life. People could say God. People could say the Pope. People could say uh, a lot of different things. But to me, everyday people inspire me. For example, when Charles Kelly... She inspires me because she wakes up in the morning with cerebral palsy and looks at life like it's a new adventure. She picks up her microphone and she empowers people constantly. And she gave me an opportunity to show my gifts to the world. So that's great. Mr. Beckham, uh, Woody Beckham is the director and founder of the Woody Foundation. And he educates people every single day about spinal cord injury, as well as the late Steve Jobs inspires me. Dr. Kurzweil. Dr. Kurzweil is a engineer and a director for Google right now. He is the pioneer of what it is to be visually impaired and have access to technology. He started a multi-billion dollar business creating Kurzweil access systems, and that is uh, OCR technology. And now he is one of the head pioneers in Google. Who is the person that that is physically impaired and works at Cambridge University, I think? Stephen Hawking, he has ALS, is who you're thinking of, I believe. Yes, Stephen Hawking's. He inspires me because his disability showcases that there's an ability out there. And he's so smart. He's so brilliant. He's so talented. And the Christopher Reeve and and Dana Reeve Foundation, without them, the individuals with disabilities would not have an ability to do things in life. This is a multi-billion dollar organization that just gives and funds programs every single day. I am blessed to know the, who, you know, who everybody knows as uh, Superman. I know Chris, I knew the late Christopher Reeves. Uh, I, I met him at a foundation dinner many years ago before he died. And yeah. And a lot of great individuals inspire me. What is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? The biggest challenge that I've had to overcome is to showcase that 
my disability is not a disability, but it's a different ability. And to showcase to others that having a physical disability and a visual disability does not hinder me, but empower me to be better in life. I think that educating people is the hardest thing. Educating society is the hardest thing. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say at the pearly gates? I'm Catholic, so I know heaven exists. That doesn't mean that Catholics are always right. There's Buddhism, there's so many types of religion. I would say that he looks down upon me and he's proud of who I have become. Sometimes I ask myself and I ask God, God, what the heck, what the hell do you want me to do? Excuse me for cursing. What the heck do you want me to do? I've done so much. I've educated people, but am I happy? Am I truly happy? Do I have kids? Do I have a wife? No. I know. Do I want? Yes. Everything is tangible. Everything is at the moment. I want things to be set in stone. I believe that is all the pre-planned questions I have for you. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? I could honestly say that you inspire me with the questions you asked me. And not to be like uh, giddy or whatever or, 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 or saying something stupid, but you really asked me questions that make sense and really make me think of, wow, what I've really done in this world to, to be different. Thank you. I, uh, I try really hard to make sure it's something that I can be proud of and that I know what it's like to be asked questions that from someone who just doesn't understand or someone who just asks the wrong questions. So I try really hard to make sure I ask good questions and sensible ones and things that make sense. I think that the questions that you ask yourself or that you ask people are questions that not only make sense, but actually at the end of a podcast makes the guest think, hmm, what else could I give to society that have I have not given? The difference that I've seen just by me being interviewed by your podcast and what we do in Butterflies of Wisdom is so different. We interview entrepreneurs, we interview CEOs, we interview so many different people. But what you interview is the essence of a person's life. And I could really commend you by doing what you're doing. You're doing such a great job. Thanks so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. No, thank you. And thank you to your lawyer listeners for spending the time in listening to me. For more information, you could uh, look at my website, floridavision.com, as well as www.youtube forward slash Juan Gill or Juan2617. And you could find me on Facebook at Juan Gill or Juan2617. Thank you so very much for giving me this opportunity. Thank you so much. Until next time. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the show. It was a lot of fun to make, and I'm really proud of it. You can follow me on Twitter at the Jacob Holt. You can follow the podcast on Twitter 
at Ability Podcast. You can also check out our Facebook page and send us an email at abilitypodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a quick second, please leave a review in iTunes for the podcast. It really helps out the show. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, keep on rolling.